Today is Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Welland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Ty Spratt, Chief Business Technology Officer for the state of Minnesota. Coming up next. But if you just accept your Lord and Savior, it won't matter in a way. And we are live with Ty Spratt from the state of Minnesota. How are you today, sir? I am doing well, Kelly. A pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, and, and your title is officially the Chief Business Technology Officer and Executive Role for the state. That's a mouthful. <laughs> but I think I got that right, didn't I? Yeah. I'm the Chief Business Technology Officer um, for IT, and I support the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Um, the Board of Animal Health and Department of Labor and Industry um, as the IT executive supporting data, the application portfolio, and the project portfolio for those three agencies. Okay. You know, something that that comes up a lot in in questions when I post these, uh, when I'm interviewing executives, is how do you you end up as an executive with the state of Minnesota? What, What was your path to getting there? It was a long journey. Um, I will say uh, I never really, um, I'm, I'm 55, so I've been around for a little while. So as a kid, you know, technology, what was that? I, 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 don't, I don't even know what technology was back uh, in the early 70s for us. So that really wasn't an area that I was terribly focused on or, or had any real career aspirations. When I was a young boy, I really wanted to be a, an accountant. And so one of my uh, very first professional jobs was in downtown St. Paul uh, for the St. Paul Port Authority, and I got a job as a, a staff accountant. About a year into that, I realized that accounting just isn't the thing for me. And I got the opportunity to go over to the state working for, at the time, a new program, Minnesota Care, which is a healthcare eligibility program. And as I got in there and I was an enrollment rep is what the terminology was, I, I saw that that wasn't quite fulfilling. And so I started, you know, raising my hand to say, hey, I can lead this project team or I can, you know, I'll, I'll work in this particular area, you know, any kind of side opportunities as little organizations. And what that really got me going is down the path of project management. <clears throat> and it's really through my my path of really being an implementer of various technologies, various solutions, business policy, technology-related things that really led me into the opportunity back. Um, this is probably right about, oh, 2000 or so at the Department of Human Services, and they were looking to develop a new project management office. And uh, using really what at the time felt kind of novel or this terminology, project management, around its IT projects. And so I was able to at that state agency, kind of start building out that practice. Um, that gave me exposure to a lot of different folks and people across departments and across the state. Got an opportunity later on in my career to help um, the Department of Natural Resource implement uh, um, its aspects of the state's ERP system. Um, at that time, when that was going live, this idea of consolidating IT came to be. And the CIO for DNR at that at that time needed someone to kind of help him do some cl- uh, uh, consolidation of things within DNR. Um, so I got the opportunity to work on that. And um, probably a year or two later, there was an opening at the Department of Agriculture for at that time our titles were CIO. Um, I applied and 
lo and behold, to my surprise, what the CIO role and now the chief business technology officer role is really about implementation, delivering solutions, supporting the stakeholders and externally and internal stakeholders and really how we drive technology and support their work. So it was a long winding road that started in accounting and to discover what I didn't want to be um, and then got into project management. And then that ability to implement solutions is really what yeah. I, I attribute to getting me to this point. Yeah, I, I think many of us, as we as we get into different technology jobs, you know, some of us come from a, a very technical background and others of us, and I'm included in, in this other group, really come from a people side and and uh, it sounds like in your background, technology people, you're you're definitely more coming from that people side. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because really, how I look at it, the technology is really just an enabler um, for business outcomes. And you know, the old adage, we don't do technology for technology's sake, and all of those things. But it really is true. Um, what I find is that how does technology position? people to do the work, to engage with government um, in a way that gets them what they need. Um, and in so many ways, um, I'm an advocate to then get government out of the way um, so that the you know you can go off and do the work or you know take care of your family or whatever it is that uh, might have brought you to engage with government. So people, people, and, and more people. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. And so from a strategy perspective, is your is that where your focus is? Is it it's around the people, the process? Is it um, you, what are your top priorities from a from a strategy perspective? Yeah, in the state of Minnesota, we're, we're very fortunate of kind of this period of time right now of um, lots of bold initiatives that come from the governor's office. So um, for your listeners, really, the governor kind of sets the agenda. The Minnesota State Legislature funds and fine tunes policy and direction. And then within the state agencies, then we're charged with really the implementation and integration of those ideas and concepts. So Governor Walls has really been driving the state of Minnesota towards a uh, user experience focus here in 2023. Um, and not just from an external standpoint, but also how do we enable internal staff to more effectively engage with technology to do their work? I think we really are hitting kind of a golden age, maybe perhaps in, in IT and government of where there truly is an understanding that um, gone are the days where uh, state employees um, who maybe have been around 30, 40 years could say, I don't do IT. Almost every program, everything that we do within state government has an IT component of it. And I think what we're seeing right now and through the governor and through um, our leadership and our agencies is really an acknowledgement of how critical and how technology paired with those policy programs is what's driving towards um, the positive outcomes that we want to achieve. How, how much Agile, is, is Agile something you're bringing into your environment? Yeah, we are definitely um, fully adopting Agile as kind of what I might say a suite of frameworks. Um, we're also looking at adopting um, a product management approach to our IT solutions, um, which kind of carries with it the idea of having that dedicated set of business and technical staff with funding um, into the out years to help drive backlogs and to help kind of run a, if you will, a roadmap of the features and functionalities that any particular piece of technology or solution um, would be 
um, trying to work towards. And so that is an important part of what we're doing um, from a state perspective. And we've actually been able to use um, Agile in some of our most recent projects, um, especially as we work with vendor partners and um, primarily each of them are coming to the table with an Agile approach to the work. And so we've been training ourselves, we've been um, aligning projects um, and products towards an agile mindset, trying to adopt DevOps as a means as well to kind of function as a, a business and IT group around a particular product set as we continue going to the future. Is it is it hard? Do you find it's hard to get buy-in from from your staff when you're bringing those those new concepts? And you mentioned DevOps, agile. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, um, is it? Is it a challenge, very challenging for you, or how do you approach that with with people that are on your teams? Yeah, it oftentimes um, I would say it is a challenge, but it's it's the right kind of challenge, I guess, um, because what I find is that there's a lot of passion within the IT professionals within the state government of really serving um, the programs and the people and the agencies. And so when we look at new methodologies and approaches, there is a, a certain amount of skepticism to kind of all right, how is that different? How does this actually deliver the value? Um, but I think it's a healthy skepticism to kind of say, hey, we got to get it right. Have we thought about? Um, and as we kind of pass through maybe some of those early gates of understanding kind of how we might use these tools, then it gets more into, all right, where do we apply them? How do we really kind of uh, embrace these approaches? And so I, I think it's a healthy, healthy level of that challenge, if you will. And as we pass through those various gates, if you will, to get folks to understand, I'm finding that folks are prepared and ready to adopt these tools. And, and we've been trying to level set to where we're, we may not get it right the first time or the second time, um, but we continue to um, have some perseverance um, in order to kind of get it right and to make it work for that unique situation. That's cool. And you clearly bring a lot of enthusiasm um, when you're talking about it. And that permeates, you know, to, to me and anybody else who's listening to that. And I'm sure that that helps a lot. A final question for you. What what are you excited about in 2023? What projects or ideas or what what when you see the year in front of you, what what gets you excited? Yeah, this year is a lot of bold change. At the legislature, big ideas of new big programs, new focuses on um, how the state of Minnesota can really be the best place for children and families and ideas around how we do that, opportunities for how we address and uh, adopt different policies to support Minnesota's workers, Minnesota's environments, and how that is all kind of trickling down to us is that we've been on a journey with the agencies that I support around modernizing our underlying technology and really trying to realign that technology and that scope around that product approach. How will we do this in Agile? But really with the idea around the outcomes, what we're trying to drive um, really here in 2023 is a renewed focus um, from my perspective of um, making sure we're, we're doing work that gets people in a better place. Um, so not so much about the counts and the volume of things we've moved and set up, but really trying to ask ourselves the question, is anybody better off because of that work? And that can be a challenging question to to answer in state government. So I'm really excited about the prospects of what the governor and the legislature are going to be sending our way from state agencies. I feel like we got the right frameworks. We've been engaging with our IT professionals kind of around this. And so I'm really excited about kind of 
bringing all of those pieces together to really execute against these uh, um, what I think are wonderful ideas and wonderful ways in which uh, state government can try to um, support the citizens of Minnesota and, and the residents and the visitors of our, our fine state of Minnesota. Ty Spratt, well said, Chief Business Technology Officer uh, at the state of Minnesota. We appreciate your time. And for all of you out there, you are either watching and or listening to the Kelly Wendland Podcast. I'll have a great Friday and weekend. Thanks, Ty. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Yeah.